Welcome to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Irene Roussel. I am so excited to launch this podcast because I know that you are going to get so much value and wisdom, which will fast track your business path. Are you starting a side hustle? Do you currently have a side hustle? Are you pivoting from a side hustle to scale and become a full-time business? If your answer is yes, this podcast was designed for you to give you the inspiration you need to take action to kickstart or scale your side hustle. In this podcast, you will get powerful business tips and you will need this to stay in the long game. Believe me when I say you need to have staying power to be successful in business today. I'll be interviewing successful women and men in business as well as key industry experts who have been where you are, who are not afraid to share their journeys, and they're living it up. As well, I'll be piping in and providing some solo episodes, breaking down the vibes from their interviews, as well as giving you some quick business tips. Are you with me? Yes? Subscribe to this podcast to know when the episodes drop. I look forward to your comments and reviews. I'm so excited. I'm your host, Irene Roussel. Welcome to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Irene Roussel. I'm very excited to bring you today's episode because with me in studio is Miss Sherry Law. She's the CEO of Innova Virtual, and she wears multiple hats. Welcome, Sherry. Thank you so much for having me, Irenia. It's my pleasure. I know that you are going to share some great nuggets for our listeners, and I just look forward to our episode today. So let's dive right in. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. Uh, well, as you said, Irenia, my name is Sherry Law. I'm the CEO of Enduro Virtual. Um, it is a software development company specializing in virtual reality software uh, for long-term care health service provision. I grew up in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Uh, I was born in Hong Kong. I'm a licensed counseling therapist by trade. And I used to be the past president of the technology and innovation solution, innovative solutions chapter of the Canadian Counseling and Psychotherapy Association. Now, wow, you are definitely a lady who wears multiple hats, um, being involved in a number of activities. What sort of pivots have you made along your career journey to get you to where you are today? With regards to pivots, I'll start back from high school. Don't worry, the story won't be too, too long. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I used to be very interested in mathematics. I actually was very curious about computer science growing up. Uh, Unfortunately, I did not have very good mentors in my earlier years of schooling. And uh, with one not very supportive math teacher, I pivoted and uh, decided that I will go to the second thing that makes me most curious, which is 
social relationships. Um, I care a lot about people. I, I think that without people, life is just uh, very bland and, and oftentimes feels fruitless. And so uh, I wanted to do something to give back. And so I pivoted towards counseling therapy. And uh, thankfully, in my graduate work, I met some very good mentors who encouraged me to continue on with doing things like research, uh, being my best self, uh, exploring fields that were not yet very popular. Yes. And um, I, I continued to do exactly that, uh, pivot into directions that were not very popular and, and, and making a name for myself as a result. And then learning more and more about innovative technologies and pivoted again to looking at things like cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin specifically, and, and becoming a knowledge seeker in those areas. That is awesome. You know, I, I really got a, a good nugget out of what, what you were saying as well. You know, the importance of, you know, the human connection, right? Social interactions, connecting with people, because, you know, right now, um, you know, we're all experiencing it, right? We're living in COVID times and, you know, we've been social distancing for a while. And it's so important for us to be connected, you know, together. So with regard to the, the current times, you know, what advice would you have for companies and people to stay connected? First and foremost, um, you're absolutely right in that now with the social isolation being in place in most parts of the world, if I'm, I'm very clear on it, um, the biggest thing to, to keep in mind is to stay grounded. Pace yourself, keep your friends close, uh, people who you can trust, uh, people who uplift you and, and keep your mind on task, um, keep them close, Uh, use technology to its best advantage, stay connected through phone calls and video conferencing. Um, I've been spending time a lot with my friends through Telegram, which is a, a text messaging service uh, that also allows phone calls and and voice messages and uh, also things like discord uh, having games um, being hosted on those types of platforms group games i I recently was a part of my very first uh, dungeons and dragons game and so making sure that you are spending the time needed uh, in your private life not just in your business life but in your private life to recharge Um, this is uh, an extraordinary time for everybody. I don't think anyone has ever been through something quite like this before. And so if you need that extra time to relax and to de- decompress, don't take it too um, personally. Don't don't be too hard on yourself, especially as a business owner. Take that time to, to just uh, self-care. Awesome. Thank you, Sherry, for such great advice. And I'm sure our listeners really appreciate it. Now, you're talking about technology. Um, You know, the birth of your company, Innover Virtual, right now you're offering some fantastic services geared at, you know, um, seniors, and I believe you have other areas of focus. Could you expand on the birth of your company, please, and, and some of the services that you're offering? Absolutely. So, as I mentioned, um, I 
made a couple of pivots. I went from computer science into counseling therapy. And uh, in a way, I pivoted back to technology-related research in my counseling therapy. Uh, at the time, my good mentor, Jose Domene, was my academic supervisor. And I explained to Jose, like, listen, I know as a counseling therapist, there's, uh, you know, I had some assumptions about that field of, of work. And, uh, and he started asking me questions related to things like research. And I said, you know, I'm not a really big math person anymore. Um, I am not a big reader, not a big writer. I don't know if research is the best for me. And he said, no, no, don't, don't let that stop you. I'll help you with that. Um, follow your, your own curiosities. It seems like you have a curious mind. Uh, put that to task. And I listened to him. <laughs> and as a result, I, uh, I decided to look deeper and deeper and seriously into emerging technologies. Mm-hmm. Now, back in 2012, uh, a good friend of mine, Simon Dupre Razoon, also the co-founder of Inerta Virtual, mm-hmm. told me about uh, Palmer Lucky's Oculus Rift. Uh, it, was a, it was in development at the time. So it was one of the first um, conceivably commercializable virtual reality um, units that was ever conceived. Um, everything before that was was outrageously priced, very out of reach for, for most people, let alone um, you know people in vulnerable sectors like like seniors in long term care. Mm-hmm. And um, in 2013, my grandmother took ill. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned that I was from Hong Kong. And in Hong Kong, unless you are exorbitantly rich, your living arrangement would usually be quite cramped. Um, you would have all of your worldly belongings in a very small space. Wow. And my grandmother was the type of woman that uh, would not really complain much when she would not be feeling well. Mm-hmm. And when she was finally taking ill, it was uh, it was not uh, very great outlooks for her. And um, my family and I were feeling very hopeless at the time because uh, this was also during the time, during a, a winter season where Canada was experiencing a lot of snowstorms and blizzards. And so flights going back to Hong Kong were getting canceled. Wow. And I, I remember one night specifically where um, I felt particularly hopeless and, and I was just thinking to myself, like, what can I do to help her? Mm-hmm. I, I can't do anything so far away. Um, there was just so little that I could do and all I wanted to do was help a little bit. And that was exactly the moment where the idea of virtual reality blended in with, you know, what if I could assist her in this kind of way? I was spending counseling therapy and uplifting mood is a is an important point in our work yes. as counseling therapists. Yes. So I started wondering, well, what if we could somehow provide a person like my grandmother who was cramped up in this little apartment surrounded probably by lots of her possessions so it felt cluttered and I made her feel as though she was somewhere else like would that help her at all Mm -hmm. I'm getting goosebumps here (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I mean I I started thinking about New Brunswick as well because I grew up in Fredericton Mm -hmm. and I started realizing you know my grandma's not the only type of person um, who was in that type of hopeless situation where you're sort of isolated and uh, autonomy was decreasing in your life. Mm-hmm. And so from that point, I started looking at using virtual reality as a way of impacting mood, impacting mm-hmm. things like 
um, depression, anxiety. Yeah. I was considering these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I started actually doing the research for it um, and thankfully was funded uh, by the Center for Aging and Brain Health Innovations. Mm-hmm. They gave me a really fantastic validating starting point to not only stick to research but take it to the next level. So now Inerva was founded with these types of ideas in mind. Um, Seniors who are isolated, seniors who I came to realize were not getting and receiving the kind of health care that was needed for their increasingly complex needs. And so from mood research, I pivoted towards uh, physical health dimensions and looking at how virtual reality could help those. Um, so specifically, right now we're looking at things like fall prevention mm-hmm. and gait, gait and balance uh, assessment. Oh my goodness, Sherry, you gave me goosebumps with this story about your grandmother. I think it's absolutely fascinating that you saw that, you know, you experience a pain in the market, you recognize that this not only is about you, but also in society, there are so many seniors out there who could use a boost in their mood, and you developed something. You developed a piece of technology for this. And um, I'm happy to see that you're also looking at other applications as well. You know, I just want to say congratulations. Thank you so much, Irene. It's been a very um, interesting, scary, and exciting journey, especially since I never for a moment thought that I had, uh, I would be on the path to developing software and becoming a CEO for a software development company. It, it really just happened by coincidence because I knew that there was a need. And um, in, in terms of academic research, oftentimes the things that are researched don't end up in market, mm-hmm. are not really quite accessible to, um, to consumers and, and, and users. And so the pivot towards um, commercialization or privatization in the form of a business or market solution. Um, that was a lot of new knowledge to me. Of course, it's a steep learning curve. And, you know, yes. this, this startup journey from, you know, R&D to commercialization. I, I, I mean, you know, you go through that whole valley of death where you got to figure out you know, your, your, your beta product, right? And then get some funding for that and then spin out, right? And exactly. you did that. Yeah. Right? Yes, <laughs> I, I did. You did that. A woman in technology. I am just so excited. I'm on fire. <laughs> so you talked about your mentor, you know, who really impacted your life. And for young people... And women, you know, your peers or even, you know, middle-aged women listening to this episode, you know, what advice would you have for them around mentorship? I would recommend uh, to identify all of the people who is able to assist you in all different kinds of areas and fields. Um, As a counseling therapist, for my background, I don't have a lot of business you know, in in terms of colloquial thinking, there's not a whole lot of business for me in terms of software development. Like, what are you doing in there? (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you know about software, right? Yeah, sure. And, and, and so it's important to always be listening and mm-hmm. identifying people who are your cheerleaders, your champions, people who are the experts, and not being afraid to ask for help. Um, one thing that I hear a lot from women is their fear of looking stupid. And I would argue that not necessarily coloring it as looking stupid, but looking as a person who is a knowledge seeker actually gets you a lot of credit among experts. Um, I find that people who are knowledge keepers are very generous um, and want to be helping. And so I have uh, Jose as my mentor in terms of academics and counseling therapy and knowledge around ethics. Mm -hmm. I also have business mentors. I have uh, women leader mentors. I have mentors from different uh, cities. I I have a mentor that's in Vancouver and can give me insight in terms of market and e-learning and and these these, uh, fields that I'm not even really championing yet, but in the future I might. And so my advice to young women entrepreneurs is identify the experts, even if you can't use their knowledge today, establish those relationships, establish those connection points, and then by the time that you could use their knowledge, it's it's right there in the palm of your hand. Awesome. That is so wonderful. And uh, the last point, too, I want to mention is also to give back. Um, be a mentor yourself, especially to the young women that you see are the next up-and-comers. In terms of work-life integrations, because you have so many things on the go, how do you make that work for you? Oh, so I'm, I'm the type that uh, you ought to listen to and not observe and practice from, <laughs> because I, I do not necessarily have the healthiest of practices in my work-life integration. Um, the biggest thing for me, I guess, is making my choices very wisely. Um, as a, a, I'm not so young anymore, but for young women out there, um, it's very important that you consider what is important to you, what your priorities are. So for myself, um, starting a family mm-hmm. has been important However, I, I've been very, very stern on myself in terms of, okay, well, how am I going to facilitate that? And because it's not yet been feasible to the standard that I would like, I have, I have refrained from starting um, a family and having children and, and doing those types of things. So in your, in your career, it's always important to ask yourself those questions. Absolutely. Do you want to start a do you want to start a family early? And if so, um, what are some priorities you have to take care of first? So mm-hmm. um, getting back to the work-life integration, exercise. Um, it should absolutely be more important to me. Mm-hmm. I, um, I used to love lifting weights. I used to do 200-pound back extensions. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and now nowadays, I, I just do kind of like body weight squats and I try to keep active by walking my dog and spending time outside. Um, I spend family time, uh, and I use the term family loosely because, you know, not everybody um, has the same intimacy with uh, blood relations as others. And so, you know, I spend lots of time with uh, my mom and dad and lots of time with uh, with my, my friends that I, I keep very close to me. So they, they are family to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, having really good boundaries is really important for that family time as well. Um, 
nutrition, I do my best. I eat a lot of veggies, but I do have the taste buds of a 13-year-old boy. I love Hungry Men and like Hot Pockets and chips and all that stuff. So, you know, I give myself a treat every once in a while. Um, and I also have uh, a really, really great sense of, like I said, my boundaries um, and my goals, knowing who my friends are, uh, knowing when, when someone is not looking out for my best interest and being mm-hmm. clear to myself mm-hmm. that that may be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then always challenging myself uh, during the, the conference, um, the uh, Women in Technology Conference, Vasha Wadnikov said something really fantastic, which was, if you are at the top of, uh, of, of the room, like if you're in a room and, and Yes. And you're not learning from anybody else. Mm-hmm. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. Get out of the room mm-hmm. and, and look for another room to exist in because you know you need to always be learning and always challenging yourself. And so um, all of that packaged is kind of how I work my work life mm-hmm. balance and mm-hmm. make sure that I'm I'm continuing with my journey and my goal. That's absolutely cool. There is so much to unpack from that because I agree with you. It's so important for us to be clear you know, to ourselves, um, you know, for us to feel really, really happy is, you know, trying new things and learning new things and really stretching and challenging ourselves, you know, in terms of, you know, success, there's so many definitions for success. You know, some people define success around money. My success for me comes around my my ability to really be able to challenge myself and to do new stuff and also my ability to spend some good quality time with people I love. So Sherry, for you, what does success look like to you? Success to me, um, well, I, I oftentimes imagine my life journey and my life uh, and career journey are very much intertwined. I always look at what I'm doing as this big, big ship that I'm commandeering. So the movements when you're turning left and right on a really big ship, it's very slow, but the longer it journeys, the, the more in a direction it goes. So you pivot like one degree and then after a few miles, you're very, very far from the original uh, destination that you were going. And so career to me, or sorry, success to me is going towards the direction that feels right and taking the opportunities um, that that appear in my vista, almost like, you know, I'm journeying on the ocean and I'm seeing islands, having that courage and having that compassion to step onto those islands to explore. And then if I make some mistakes to not be too harsh on myself, and that would be success is, is being able to, to have that courage to do the exploration to journey on and feel right about the decisions that I've made, uh, that, growing from them. That's so fantastic. Um, I love it. Um, going in the direction that feels right. Yes. So let's move into, you know, on the more personal side, when we look at, you know, what are some of your morning rituals that really fire you up to get you going for the day? I am not a good person to um, replicate in terms of morning rituals. It's not very healthy. I literally wake up and I have a coffee and I get to work, um, of course, after a shower. And uh, and I don't really eat until 
the end of my day, so three o'clock, four o'clock, uh, and then I'll I'll have I guess my breakfast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so it's not uh, not very healthy at all. I would not encourage others to do it. Um, so that's my morning ritual. And then I have my evening ritual, which is spending some time with uh, friends and family members, lovely conversation, perhaps prepare a good meal, um, maybe play a couple games to decompress. And of course, you can't go without a good, nice glass of scotch. Oh, wow. so we all know that music helps to change our physiology what's the last song of repeat on repeat on your um mobile i mentioned earlier that i'm a metalhead i like anything by heilung which is a folk metal band um i believe they're from germany and they're fantastic i also really like cardi b okay Cool. Yeah, so anything by those two artists. And any book recommendations that really, you know, impacted your life that you truly enjoy? Um, I think that it's very important to expand our mind uh, around the ideas of, of power and government and institution. And I think that the more people learn about these topics, the better we will all be as citizens. And so my book recommendations are going to include 1984 Animal Farm by George Orwell mm-hmm. and uh, Something More Intellectual, Manufacturing Consent by Noam Chomsky. So some fiction, some nonfiction. All right. Um, and in, in terms of family activities, when you get together, what sort of activities do you do? I love to cook meals. I love to spend time with people in the kitchen. Um, I also really enjoy the beach. I am not a great swimmer, but for some reason, the sea just speaks to me. So I love spending time with family uh, at the beach. That's awesome. So at this time, we're about to wrap up the show. Do you have any last words of wisdom for our listeners? Everybody that's listening, take the time and take the effort to get to know yourself. Understand all of the contours and all of the details to you as a person. What are your boundaries? What are the things that you're passionate about? What are the things that you're curious about? If you feel something negative, if you feel, you know, shame, or if you feel um, embarrassment, what is that about? Where, where is, where is your, where are you getting that kind of feeling? And and is it true to you, or is it that someone's piquing your insecurities? And is that warranted? Um, don't be afraid to ask others for help. We all need help sometimes. And some of our friends and family feel privileged to help you. So try to reach out to folks that you know that you can trust. Know your strengths. Learn what happiness might look like for you um, because it doesn't necessarily fall on your lap. Sometimes it ebbs and flows. And as long as we live a good life and we're doing the things that's consistent and in alignment with our values, um, we will find happiness or happiness will find us. And certainly be flexible, um, look at things like philosophy, don't be afraid to build intimacy with others, Uh, consider what the meaning of life is for you, and just learn, learn, learn. Wowza. That is absolutely fantastic. So you heard it, listeners, this is your opportunity to really reflect on um, some of the big questions that um, Sherry mentioned and um, for sure 
you will definitely find your new vibe, especially in these current times. Thank you so much, Sherry, for joining me today. I really enjoyed our discussion, learning about the birth of your company, learning about the importance of mentors in your life, and all of the great activities that you're involved in in the community. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Irina. It was a great pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning into this dial. If you found some value in this episode, please do share it with a friend. We want this knowledge to spread across Canada. Please also head over to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast so you're in tune when every episode drops. And as well, write us a review. Let us know how this episode helped you. Until next time, thank you so much. I'm your host, Irene Roussel.